podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a special Luke show as we look ahead to Villa playing Arsenal on the Saturday lunchtime kickoff at Villa Park. You'll notice a fancy countdown to my right or left. I can't do the maths, right or left, whichever whichever side it's done. Left, thanks, Omar. You'll notice the countdown coming down. We've got a special, special code for all full-price Luke Roper items at the moment. Obviously, Luke is sponsoring this podcast. So for 24 hours only, although if you did follow me on Twitter, you'd probably seen it has gone on a little bit longer. You'll be able to get 25% off all full-price items at the Luke 1977 score. Use the code TVV25 to get 25% off. Such garments as this hoodie that I'm wearing today, lovely new tracksuit that Luke Roper have sent me. Plenty of other good stuff on there as well in their main line collection. So go on, have a look. And if you like anything in the sale and you don't want to buy a full price item, use the code TVV20 and I'll get you 20% off everything. That's enough of all that ramble. I think I just about got it out and people should be able to understand what I was talking about. Joined by Omar to look ahead to Arsenal on Saturday and have a little bit of a look back at West Ham at the same time, I would guess. Omar, how are you? Good, mate. Yeah, excellent. Been been a while since I've been on. I can't remember the last time I was on. I'm really sure what's happened. Feels like a while since I've been on as well. Have we just not been doing shows? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Still, has it still been running behind? Uh, we're not just realised. Maybe I presume it, just... it must have been, but I, I can't remember being on too recently myself either. But we are here to look at Arsenal. I watched Arsenal last night. More impressive this season than I would have given them credit for at the start. I was actually impressed with them again mm. last night against Liverpool. Or I did feel a little bit like they're getting a little bit fatigued. So kind of the same kind of eleven has been playing week in, week out for them. For them, Mikel Arteta has said it's the most important game of the season for them on Saturday against Villa. I kind of feel like it's a decent time to play them now off the back of that defeat because they were on a great run before then. Yeah, definitely. I think so. And obviously, he's been uh, whenever a manager's moaning about fixture congestion, you know. Uh... It's going to be a good time to play them because you know they've 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 had six. Is it three games in six days? I think is will be this well. This will be the third game in six days. So mm-hmm. um, they did look a bit leggy. I mean, they started the first half really well. Yeah. Uh, they were the better team by far. Uh, created more chances, had more control of the ball. Just looked a better all round team uh, than Liverpool. So again, shows you the level Arsenal are playing at. But then I think second half they really tied, didn't they? Uh, they really struggled to get hold of the ball, even when they were two 0 down. They never really looked like they were going to ever do anything. No. Um, they looked sort of completely sort of, the players' sort of legs look completely gone. So I think from our perspective, that's probably a good thing. Um, so I, I guess we'll see. But yeah, I, I, you know, I think well, last time out against Arsenal uh, at their place, I, I think we were all going in pretty confident after last year, after last season when we beat them twice, thinking, you know, this is a team that we can easily beat and they absolutely destroyed us. Um, and deserve the win, so it'd be nice to to get one back on them. Yeah, I mean, I guess let's say Arsenal had beaten us at Villa Park the last two times, we'd have been mm. sat here today saying Ooh, a little bit of a bogey side coming up against Arsenal. So the fact that we've actually won the last two at Villa Park makes it feel like we could be their bogey side a, a little bit. I know they took us apart earlier on in the season at, at the Emirates, but you know, at Villa Park, we've had some good days against them recently. They haven't scored in the last two visits either. You know, I actually, I've said this when we've come up against a few teams recently, I said it against Brighton, said it against Southampton, and possibly said it against Leeds as well. I think we're better against teams that will just come and not change the way they play. So Arsenal will come out and play the way that they play. They'll attack, they'll try and make things happen. 
I think that suits us. I think when we're coming up against opposition like that, as as I said, against the teams I just mentioned, I think that that does suit us and that being a bit more open is a good thing because it gives players like Coutinho more space. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think, um, I mean, they are, yeah, Arsenal are much improved side, have had a good season, but there's definitely gaps there. There's definitely, they still have issues there, don't they? I think where we can exploit that. And I think, yeah, I, I would say not the issues that they've had previously. No, I think no, very solid. They're very, very solid, solid now. But I still think we can. I still think we can beat them. Like, I don't think they're. Yeah. In, they're not infallible. You know. I think I still think they. In midfield with Zaka, if you get in around him, I still think, yeah, he can be on his day a liability. So I, I'm not saying they are. I mean, I've seen that they've been very good and they're very solid and they've been that that defense midfield has been the bedrock of of their their good season. I'm, I'm not saying that, but I still think with the players that we've got at home. They're going to be tired. We've had a bit longer to rest. Players want to sort of, you know, obviously make up for the performance against West Ham. I think it's it's a good chance, a good chance for us to get some points on the board again. Yeah, even though we lost on Sunday, it still feels like there's a little bit of momentum with us. I don't think there was any disgrace in going to West Ham and losing. I thought first no. half, I thought we were pretty good. In all honesty, second half felt like the game got away from us a, a little bit, and they scored at a, a good time. We never really recovered from it, but it was a. It was a tight game, but I don't think we will have lost any momentum off the back of that. If you've won three from four, you, you're still in good form, aren't you? And a game at home, lunchtime kickoff, Villa Park, crowd will be up. I think it's a good opportunity to get something. And, you know, Arsenal have been on that great run, but having them having now lost a game for the first time in a while, you don't know how they're going to react off the back of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think a few people have just mentioned there about the midfield. I think that will that will definitely be key. Um on, on Saturday, I think D- depending on you know, so how the how the mid- their midfield legs are, um, you know they um, their their players. You know Odegaard has had a, has had a really good season. Uh, obviously, Zaka is sort of finding finding his form again and has played well. And they've got obviously the, the the forward players as well. They work so hard off the ball. I think if their legs have gone slightly, if they are a little bit fatigued, then that, that is our opportunity uh, against them. But I mean, I, I've seen a few people ask, well, how would you? Uh, pick who would you pick in midfield given that Dougie Louise might be out? I don't know what your thoughts are, but will he, will he be out for that, for that lip injury? I don't know, I, 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 I didn't think so because I think people have read too much into her. Uh, Jarrah saying he needs some facial reconstruction done or something. He said something like that, didn't he? I think just because you're, uh, you're not having kissing, I think he's double level. <laughs> yeah, he's out with Alicia tonight. I think I think I saw on his Instagram, he's always is with Alicia Lyman, isn't he? You know, so if he's going out, if he's going out on dates, you're okay to play football for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I mean, would you change it just regardless if it's fit or not? Would you would you change anything in that team? Because uh, the Probably performance against West Ham, I thought we did look a little bit leggy. Um, we looked a bit tired. But then again, West Ham uh, such a, there was such a difficult team to play against. It wasn't the greatest games. It was even both teams, West Ham and Villa, were just poor all round. I thought, uh, and it was just a war of attrition more than anything else. So I'm not sure if I can read too much into that game. There might be one change, I would say. I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if we saw Buendia come in for, for Ings, potentially. Go back to two number 10s for this game just because it's it's against Arsenal. But I'd be inclined to keep it the same because largely it, it's been working. I, w- I wouldn't really want to, want to change that that much. I don't know about you, but that's the only thing I can potentially say. I think Buendia did have an impact when he came on yeah. against West Ham. He made a couple of things happen. He made the goal, obviously. He could have had could have scored off Bailey's cross. I mean, Leon Bailey. One of them could come in because I did think they both put in decent cameos when they came on. It's good to have options, but then I'd also be wary of moving away from the diamond that I think has actually worked well. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's a difficult one. I think I think Brandier is he's really hard done by, hasn't he? Really? Yeah, of course. Uh, he, he, was be, he was our best player before this this run of games, uh, albeit we were losing games. But 
I think he's had to be sacrificed for the good of the team. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, you can't really read too much into that West Ham performance. I don't think. Um, I think Dean, oh, someone just said as well, I was about to say yeah. Luca, Luca Dean. Like that, ma- there will massive, be one challenge, won't there? Yeah, there will definitely be. I think he's he's the biggest miss, I think, down the left-hand side. You know, Ash Young, you know, I, I love him as a player, but he's just not the same player he was that he played, you know, when he played with us 10, 12 years ago. And yeah, defensively, he's, I think he's sound. We're going forward. I think we just don't have that same uh, that same attacking prowess on the left-hand side. Uh, he has to come inside all the time. Uh, and it typically means he has to pass inside to... McGinn or Ramsey or Louise, and then we have to start play again and try and go out to the right hand side. Whereas with Luca Dean, I think we, it, there's a, there's much more opportunities for for pullbacks and him getting in behind the their fullback as well. Whereas I think Ash Young is always going to play in front of in front of plays. He doesn't got the pace that he once once did. But I think from that perspective, it's going to be a big miss. I think we just have to again with with Arsenal. I think that's probably why I'd probably stay, stick with the diamond just to keep it compact. Because I think that's mm. probably been the be- the biggest thing I've taken away from our new sort of style of playing is the the the, the, the gaps between midfield defence and even the gaps in between midfield have lessened massively compared to what we had previously before when we were losing. There was those massive wide gaps, especially on the counter. Yeah. Uh, whereas now I think we're a lot more solid. So I think against Arsenal again, you know, a team who are you know, or yeah, they lost Liverpool, but they're still massively informed it's still a massive threat so I think uh, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if we go sort of the same route again I think having the two up front and Coutinho behind I feel like it pulls teams around a little bit more as well frees up the space for Ramsey and McGinn to drive with the ball if they need so I just feel like it occupies defenders a bit more with with them as a, a three the way we're playing at the yeah. moment I also think actually Ashley Young at left back against Saka I think he, I feel like that's the kind of player that doesn't really phase him, doesn't won't cause him too many problems. I mean, Tucker probably have a field day now. I've said that, but you know what I mean. I feel like it's the kind of opponent that Ashley Young. He's he's still quick. Saka's fast, but he's not rapid. I feel like Ashley Young can can deal with Saka coming inside. Obviously, Ashley Young's right footed. I I feel like it's it's a decent opponent for him to come up against, even though Saka's a sensational player. I'm wondering if Smith Rowe might come in for a game he's fit, fit again now was doing well before his injury if Arsenal do freshen it up wouldn't surprise me to see Arsenal with a false nine you know because yeah. Lacazette's played a lot of football recently there isn't there's an NKT but there isn't many strikers at Arsenal Lacazette gets pulled every game because he's, he's getting on a bit now and he's, he's getting tired I think he's putting in a lot of work for the team Lacazette as well he's kind of setting the setting the tone for them with the work right and sacrificing his own game dropping deep and pl- kind of playing as a false nine himself actually so in some ways, I wouldn't be surprised to see Smith Rowe come in and start this game, which would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think Smith Rowe or Pepe. I think he, one of those two. Um, Smith Rowe, you know, obviously linked with linked with us in the summer. Highly rated, signing a new contract, and he's found it hard to get into the team for late, hasn't he? So mm. um, shows you how well Arsenal. Uh, Odegaard's been on good form, hasn't he? Odegaard's been a good form, but again, yeah, I think you're right. I think they will, considering the amount of games they've played in such a short amount of time. Then I think he may look to change it. Uh, you know, they obviously they they measure that stuff, don't they? If you see in the red zone and all that kind of stuff, they yeah. look at that in the background. So then again, I mean, Arsenal not in any of the cups, so I know it's they haven't got loads of options either. Arsenal, yeah, exactly. not the biggest. Exactly. So I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see, but I think I think I, I agree with you. I think Smith Rowe is definitely going to be in with the attention to to play, and he probably will do well against us, given what's happened in the summer as well, which which won't be great. But yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens. I think I think they're you know they're they're pretty much you can name their back back five pretty easily yeah. um i think cedric is probably their weak point at right back even though he I, again i thought he played pretty well against liverpool i think that's the kind of player we need to target because T- you know tierney's a top class player ben white's had a really good season gabriel's had a really good season um and cedric's probably the only player where you can say 
yeah, there's there's a potential weakness there. Coutinho uh, getting to those areas might be Coutinho, an area where we yeah. can hurt them. And Watkins as well drifting out wide left as well. I think he can. Yeah. I think I think he can bully like Ben White and, and Cedric. I think he's he's got it in him. Um, and he's done well against Arsenal before, hasn't he? Obviously, he scored was it three goals last season against them. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think that's, I just feel I feel pretty confident. That's probably a, that's probably a bad thing because I felt pretty confident going into the West Ham game, but. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I thought it was a good time to play West Ham, to be honest. And obviously it wasn't because they, they did a job on us and beat us too. And I can see this graphic being lined up at the bottom and bottom of my screen. I don't know whether Adam wants to throw it up on screen. I don't know what it is. It says player stats. Oh, here we go. What's this? I, I mean, I can't I mean, I can't read it. Jacob Ramsey in yellow. Jacob Ramsey in goal. <laughs> sweep, sweep okay playing I can't the, read that. in the middle of the park. <laughs> I guess that's just the, the expected lineups that, that we've got there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that the West Ham guy? Oh, the yeah. yeah. That's how we lined it last time. Yeah. I can't see it. So, it's showing show the diamond formation, isn't it? Showing how yeah. we played. Uh, yeah, I think I think, I think I like about the diamond formation is I think the front three are pretty fluid. So I know we play with two up front, but more often than not, sometimes you'll see Coutinho as a central uh, central of the Yeah, and the they three, split. And they split and then to, to defend, to... to, to um, uh, yeah, to pressurise the opposition players and uh, and Ings, both Ings and Watkins have been working so hard off the ball. And it's nice to see them, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk about them playing together and it's nice to see Gerard just sort of, you know, just talking to them, obviously manage them off the field. Giving them saying, a run. Giving them a run, saying, look, I'm going to play you together. I don't want to be dropping one, one of you. I want you both to be players. You're two of our best players. I want you to learn how to play together. And it seems like they're spending a lot of time off the pitch together as well, which is good. And obviously all the players as well. I was watching the uh, Emmy Martinez interview with Ben Foster. I don't know That's if you good, saw that. Good video. Very good video. Yeah. They, he was talking about he's the players are trying to spend a lot more time off the field together. Uh, I think Tyra Mings said it as well. In Mings the, said it on Monday night. At the, on Monday the night, yeah. As well. Yeah, that was yeah. that. Yeah, Mings said a lot, so, a lot of stuff, actually. Yeah. I could, should have probably done a video off the back of it. He, he came up with a yeah. lot of interesting well, stuff, we, we should, Yeah, it'd be, good, be interesting to see what it was uh, said. I was going to go to that, but I had to change my plans last minute. But yeah, it was good. It looked good. Can you can you see that on AVTV, was it? Uh, yeah, streamed, just, streamed the Q&A, yeah. I believe. Yeah. But he said quite what? a lot of things at the... Well, obviously, he was on for probably an hour before we even got to the Q&A. He just spoke about the team spirit, how they are trying to forge that bond at the moment. They're, they're going on a lot more activities together. The players are doing a lot more social events. He also said that Steven Gerrard was his hero as a kid, which I didn't really? know he was a Liverpool fan. As a kid, well, Tara Ming said he used to love watching Steven Gerrard, so obviously he was excited when Steven Gerrard got, got the Villa job. He talked about like, the responsibility he takes on as captain, how when we lose now, because he's the club captain, he takes it really, really personally. It's just a, re- a really interesting evening. And he made, he made the point of, you know, when he walked into the football club three years ago now, you know, where we are now compared to where he where, where we were when he walked in, anyone would have snapped your hand off to be sat ninth in the Premier League. Yeah. Really, whatever you think of this season, and yes, we've had a couple of bad runs. You are offered that three years ago. You are a hundred percent taking it. You just yeah. you couldn't obviously yeah you could overbear because yeah you, everyone wants to be in Europe and things like that. But realistically, I don't think we could have hoped for better three years on. I think that's a, a realistic way of of looking at it sometimes. And he also said you know at the moment we are a mid table team. That's not where we want to be long term. But at the moment that's the reality of the situation. That's where we are. So we're going to win some games and we're going to lose some games. That's what happens to mid table sides. And I thought. What you've said there is quite basic, but actually it's quite, it's quite true. So yeah, yeah. we lost we lost to West Ham at the weekend. We might well beat Arsenal on, on Saturday. We, we may well lose, but we are a mid-table side at the moment. There'll be wins, there'll be losses. There's no point in getting too high with the wins, even though we always do. 
and there's no point getting too low with the losses, even though we always do. Yeah, yeah it's so true. I was, I was saying exactly the same thing to, to my brother the, after the West Ham game. I said, look, you're not going to finish ninth, 10th, 11th, eight, even 8th by winning every game and going on massive long runs. It's just That's just not what happens. You To finish in those positions, you've got to get around 50, 55 points, pretty much what we did last season, which is you'll have you'll have bad spells, you'll have good spells, and, and you sort of, as you say, you've got to ride We've had a couple and, of really bad ones this season. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, if we had Coutinho from the start or we, we started better, maybe maybe things would be different. But it shows you that, um, a bit like last season as well, obviously, yeah, last season was a bit different. It wasn't sort of... Uh, you know, short spells of good games, short spells of bad games. It was like a really long spell of a of a good run, and then a really long spell of a bad run. Yeah, and then you finish uh, mid table, so and you finish mid table. Yeah, exactly. So, I think I think you know I think players can see that they're we're on the cusp of something, uh, but also how hard it is to actually break into that top eight, top seven, uh, because you've got to be so consistent, especially in this league. How hard it is now, um, and you see what Wolves are doing and, and what West Ham have done. Uh, you've got to just grind out some of these results. Yeah, I, I thought think we, is... I thought we were better players than Wolves this season, especially when we were turning up at Villa Park, absolutely laughing. And this yeah. season's kind of went in different directions after after that point. But you know, you actually you give them credit. You know, they've been top seven in the Premier League two out of the last three seasons previous. They had a bad, they had an off season last season, but they've been around where they are for a long mm. time. West Ham are now, you know, in their second season of being around those positions it it, ta- it takes time I, I never got I was never too downbeat about Sunday against West Ham at all because we just won three games in a row we're not in the championship yeah. where we won that, that 10 games in a row that, that just isn't going to happen in the in the Premier League you know, so realistically we were due a loss and it happened yeah no I agree I agree completely agree and I, that's what I, exactly the same and I, I also thought there wasn't too much in between the sides nah. you know I think I think it was one of those games but I also think when you look at Wolves and West Ham West, West Ham especially because obviously they were in a similar position to us in the first first season we were back. And then Wolves, because obviously we finished higher than them last season. I think the key difference between those two teams and why they're so much more consistent than us is the midfield. And I think that was so mm. apparent to me against West Ham when you got likes of Declan Rice and Suchek. Oh, they're they a joke pairing them to. Really, yeah. they're, they're, they're a top four pairing for them. Yeah, it's just that, you know, that like all round... Yeah, just Declan Rice and Suchek, just Declan Rice especially, just all-round game is just so good. Uh, and I think we're still missing that in midfield. And it's so apparent to see in that kind of game again in West Ham. I think that's where you... I think Gerard he said it. Sort, of mentioned, sort of mentioned it, didn't he? And I think you can really see in terms of physicality, in terms of strength, in terms of drive, box-to-box, you know, just that whole-round package. I think we're missing that player massively. And as much as I love Louise, and I do, I do love Louise. And I think actually, again, he had a decent game against West Ham. He was very good in the first half, I thought. Defensively, he seems to have got his defensive contributions back up again, I would have said, over the last four games. Yeah, but I still think we've got another, we need another level there or two. And 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 even competition for McGinn and, and Ramsey as well. I think we need another level or two as well, still within, within those positions. I think if we can get someone of that calibre, uh, it doesn't have to be someone ready-made like Rice, but you know you got like Neves and Matinho, obviously. But someone like Calvin Phillips, obviously, is a bit maybe a bit of a pipe dream. But someone like that, then I think that will really then that pushes you onto the next level because everywhere else you look around the team, I think you know keeper, uh, fullbacks, especially now with Luka Dean in uh, defensive, I think more and more or less we're, we're pretty much there. Maybe in, maybe you know, the centre back. And then up front, you've got Ings and Watkins and Coutinho, Buendia, Truro, Bailey. You know, there's not many teams have got better combinations mm-hmm. than that and options than that. So I think I do I just think that midfield is still just it's so important. And, and I think these that game against West Ham really brought it brought it home for me again. 
of how important it is to have a really top-class player in that position. Well, we haven't had a physical midfielder really since Jednak. So the whole no. time we've been back in the Premier League, we've lacked that kind of physical presence in there. And you know, there'll be games where Rodri and Fabinho don't play for Liverpool and Man City, but they're the, they're the two best teams in the big games, the tough games. They've got that physical midfielder, and yes, they do a lot of other things as well, but they've got that, they've got that height, they've got the physicality. If you look around that villa dressing room, there's only really mings with any stature, I would say. No, yeah. even because like Concer and Chambers next to him, neither of them are particularly impressive physically. I wouldn't say Mings is an absolute specimen, isn't he? But yeah. other than that, there there isn't a lot, and games can be won and lost on physicality. And that I think Stephen Gerrard said it, you've said it. I think that's where the game was lost. Yeah. On Sunday, so they're, they're difficult to find these players, and even if you've got them, sometimes there's no guarantees. I mean, Leicester have had indeed this season, I know he's had injuries, but you know, they've not been flying. But when they've been a good side, they've had indeed in there. West Ham have done so well, they've got two of them, Rice and Suchek. Again, they both do a lot of other things, but yeah. primarily they're, they're physical. You know, we haven't had that play. The midfield, I don't, I don't really want to pick on the midfield at the moment because I feel like I've, we've been doing that all season as Villa fans. I've done it myself, but. It is the it is the weakest area. It is the area that really since we got promoted hasn't improved. If you look at the first batch of Premier League games we, we played when we got promoted again, Nakamba would have been in there, Louise, and McGinn. I guess Ramsey's come through. There's not much change though, really, in the, in that central midfield area, is there? Since the whole time we've been back no. in the Premier League, so it is the obvious area that needs upgrading <laughs> yeah. and needs improving. Yeah, and you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to rely on Ramsey to have. Standout performances every game as no. well. I, I think I think it's pretty harsh on him because he he has had standout performances, but he's he's still very young. He's twenty years old. He's going to have games, maybe even runner games, where he's just sort of not at his at his, at his best. He's played he's way more sort of... this season. I think he would have expected exactly, exactly. And I think uh, I, I think again, Sanson. I think he's been again decent when he's come in, and and probably you know you could say maybe deserves a chance. Uh, against Arsenal, maybe, but again, they're all very similar players, yeah. aren't they? They're all very similar in terms of what they do, and and again, looking at stature. And I'm not saying we need a beast or anything. We just need even Rodri and Fabinho. You know, they're big players, but they don't, they're not destroyers in the old school sense of the word. They're just no. very, they've just got good nous and they protect that, protect that uh, defense, and they just they do the they do the right job at the right time. And I think even those teams, Man City, Liverpool. You look against look against Arsenal. Fabinho was again instrumental, I think, in that. In Even that at game. the end of the game, he was getting himself putting himself about, and he and he was putting tackles in at the end end of that game. That's not just helpful seeing the game out. The only defensive, I mean, Louise isn't even a defensive midfielder. Let's face it. No, he's one of being number eight, but you know our defensive midfielder is Nakamba. But he's not physical. It is the no. it is the bit that's missing. Like it or not, that I think it's pretty much a fact. At this point, if there's an area that needs improving, it's that that defensive midfield position. Because even if you've got Louise there, you need a bit more. And the has been injured half half the season as well. But I, I don't know what will happen to the Camber next season. I imagine he'll still be here, but you, you don't know. But there is definitely something to be had in that midfield area if we can identify and find a player. Yeah, Basuma's yeah, fallen I'm... off a cliff since he was since he was linked with us. He, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's been really yeah. poor recently. Really, really yeah. poor. Yes, yeah, maybe his head's turned. I mean, I, I would love. Cal- I think Calvin Phillips is the ideal player, but, but he's, he's not. He's, I wouldn't say he's particularly physical. He's not. He's, he's, he's under no, six foot, he, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but it's not about. I don't. For me, it's not about uh, height. It's about. I, I get. I mean, I, I get the height argument because we are a small team when it comes to corners and things like that. And I, and again, I don't think Conter's the best in the air. I think he's more suited on the ground. He's the game. Well, reads the game so well. Um, but I think 
what we, I think the kind of player that we need, the kind of player that the way that we play, we need someone who's not just a pure destroyer. We need someone who's good on the ball, who anticipates well, who gets in good positions, and who links up the play. So basically, a high. We need. We basically need a combination of Louise and and Nakamba. That's yeah, what well, we've need. said that before. And, that would be our day. I know we. Yeah, we're stating the obvious. Obviously, yeah, we've talked about this so many times, and everyone else talks about this, and it's the, it's the most obvious thing to talk about. But it's just so true. Um, and I think I think Phil I think Calvin Phillips is is that player. Uh, I think he does he does do the dirty work really well. He he gets in, you know if you look at his interceptions, tackles, blocks, all that kind of stuff. Look at his stats; he's always near the top. But also his passing range is his passes completed and all that kind of stuff. Again, is very good. So, I, I, but I think he's gonna he's a bit of a pipe dream because he's you know he's obviously England's best well, voted England's best player whether he was or not last year. Um, so to get that someone of that kind of caliber is going to be very difficult. They were linked with Frank Kessie and people like that. And yeah, that sounds ben, a you, see, one. You, you see, you see Benton Core. I don't know if you've seen him for for Spurs. Obviously, we're linked with yeah, him. He's been good. He's been he's been very good. And again, he's not like a, a destroyer in the old school sense of the word. He's again someone who's the game. the game. A bit, like, a bit like Rodri. I think Rodri's a bit like that, isn't he? I think and Fabinho to some extent, where they're not going in, putting flying tackles in, and boshing people out of the way. They're just sort of reading the game. Well, you say uh, the difference in layers when Phillips is there and when he's not. It's pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty standard for everyone to say that, isn't it? I mean, you say it's a pipe dream, Phillips. You know, we, I think we know that Gerard likes him. He's a player Stephen yeah. Gerard would would like to sign. We, we we know that he would be very expensive, but I don't. I think it's I think it's a probably achievable. I I honestly think I've been saying this to a few people recently. I don't know how this has turned into a transfer show, by the way, but we move. That's what <laughs> that's what we've decided to do here. I think we'll sign someone in the summer midfield who from the outside looking in, people would say, that's a, that's a sideways move. I wouldn't have expected Villa to be able to pull him off, but I think because of who the manager is, I think there is that pull to get a top class central midfield player. He wouldn't come in and be the defensive midfielder, but someone who wouldn't surprise me is Tillemans because he'll leave Leicester in the summer in the other year left in his contract. Do you reckon? Wouldn't Wouldn't surprise me. I don't see perfect. where else he's going to go in the Premier League. And I think, I'm not saying, you know, we're in a, a better, as a club, in a better position than Leicester at the moment. But Tillemans is going to want a new challenge. It wouldn't surprise me to see us bring in someone like that because I think Gerard has got that pull to pull in a midfielder. That's just my opinion. I'm not basing it. I've said about Phillips. We know that the club like Phillips. Tillemans is a, something off, off the top of my head that I'm just thinking about where you could pull in someone on the side where the people from the outside would look in and say is a sideways move. But I think it's achievable. That's just opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, yeah, maybe. Uh, that'd be a great move. I mean, I would love to. I really want, I'd, love, I'd love Tillemans for a long time, ever since the, basically as a FIFA mainly, because uh, he was always amazing on that. Uh, classic, but yeah. Um, Again, he, you know, he's, he's one of those players that does actually in real life does stack up to what he's like on a computer game. You know, he's an excellent all round player. And when I, when Leicester had him on loan, I was like, that's a coup. And then for yeah, them to them, so I was, I, was I was shocked they signed him permanently because I thought that was just a way from getting the window and go to a big club. But not that obviously Leicester had a big club at the time. Where would it, where, I mean, Man, Man U could obviously do with him. I think Arsenal would maybe be in for him if he, if I, he I, thought he, I thought, I thought maybe Spain or Spain or something like that, maybe, but it's yeah, someone who'd stay in the Premier League. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Spurs are well stacked now, aren't they? Midfield, uh, they've got now Bentancourt. I, 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 I personally, I would love someone like Hoiberg. I think that's the type of player we need. Uh, yeah, he, I think he's like exactly the kind of player you'd want. Uh, you get, you know, he's so he's so integral to that team. He he breaks up play and he starts all their moves off. 
Uh, he does both roles so well. And I think that's the kind of player you need. But I can't, I, in my top of my head, I can't think of any player. And I suppose this is where our scouting network comes in as well. Because if we're going to continue buying players from England um, or that are well known in, in Britain, then it's going to be difficult. And then we have to start looking at players abroad. That's probably why we've been linking players like Kessie and players like that. Kessie would be an interesting one. I can't see it for the life of me because he's, you know, Milan top of Serie A at the moment. He's flying. He's been a good player for them for a number of years now. If he's available on a free, I'll straight away, I think, Real Madrid, Barcelona, got, they're the kind of clubs yeah. that even Juve, if they could, would tr- probably try and pull Kessie in and, you know, they're the, they're the creme de la creme in Italy. But I, apparently we, I've read a couple of things. I don't know how legit it is that we've made good proposals. I've not heard anything myself personally from people that, people that I speak to. I've not heard anything concrete on Kessie at all. This is where I'm saying I do think there is a, a big midfielder to be had this summer, whether it's in the defensive midfield positions or as an eight, I think we'll pull a surprise out. Just because of Gerard. Yeah, I think I think well, it's, it's the only position we re- apart from maybe a centre back. I see as long as we sign Coutinho, and that's the only position we need really. We can afford to spend majority of our budget on that. Well, Coutinho's all agreed. As long as he wants to come, we'll sign Coutinho. Gerard wants yeah. him. There's absolutely no chance he gets off to the start like this that he's had, and we don't try and sign him. So no. there's no. I, I don't think there's any way he goes anywhere else. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 95 confident. On Coutinho, that he'll be at Villa next season. I've often got very little doubt that, that we won't sign him. Unless something disastrous was to happen to him now, fall off a cliff, or in terms of form or fitness. If we want yeah. him, it's all in place. So, and he's it's, it's got his group of mates now, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, That's how uh, things ME, like that help. The two Emmys and Dougie, they they sort of they do everything. They go bowling once a week together. They do everything together. Um, and well, last time big, I went bowling, I absolutely man. smashed it. I don't know whether it was a one-off fluke. I wouldn't mind joining them at the bowling. I absolutely smashed it the last time I, I went bowling. I don't, I don't, I don't think they'd invite you, mate, to be honest. One four seven, I think I got. It's a decent score. You sure you went play snooker? One four nine. You sure it's... No, I'm no good at snooker. No good at it. Bowling seems to be the thing that I excelled at. Should, should, we, do a, should we do a podcast uh, Oh, podcast bowling game at the end of the season. I like it. That'd be a great I'm there. Idea. I'm there. Right. Yeah, let's do it. I was hoping to do a football tournament, but bowling sounds even better. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, this is a bit of a humble brag, actually. I'm pl- playing at Villa Park on the 17th of May. What? One of my mates has booked a booked a pitch. You can nice. but you can book a book it now. So one of my mates yeah. through his business has booked a pitch and everywhere. Really? Oh, you can book. pay. You can pay for it, can't you? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're we're playing at Villa Park on the well, 17th need, or 18th you, of May, I think. If you, if you need any players, and you know, just uh, the, the, I've got the, I've, the uptake's been quite high. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I think I'm quite fortunate to sneak into the squad, to be honest, especially ability wise. I think I've got an exam on the 17th anyway. Oh, so, nice. uh, back to school, yeah, no, Lovely. law, law, doing a law exam, oh, cool. which, good, which good, sounds, yeah, better, better than playing Villa Park. Much better oh, yeah, Villa well, Park. way better. Well, I mean, last time I played at Villa Park, it was half an hour in trainers and we were falling over all over the place. So hopefully, it'll be, it'll be in boots in 90 minutes. Is that so. when the Julian missed his pen? Oh, it was me, wasn't it? No, Lynch. Oh, it was you. Lynch. Oh, I missed the pen as well. We all missed penalties. Yeah, Lynch, yeah, Lynch's yeah. ball never got found, did it? The one that went into the, yeah, yeah. the North right. Stand. It's it's still, yeah. still looking for that now. He'll be found one day. Another graphic dying to go up on the screen, I can say. Let's get let's get that up and talk about Luke Roper again, because they are sponsoring this show, and we have got a 25% code off at the moment. There's a, there's the Villa Boys modelling the gear much better than I did earlier, and I'm now. Yeah. Chuck Rameka, Hawes and Watkins. Is that Chuck looking... Chuck, Chuck. Chuck does not want to be there, does he? Yeah, he does. He does. Okay. Yeah. I don't mean Villa. I mean it in that picture. He, doesn't want he to looks be quite happy to me from, from her. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to use our code, you'll get 25% off for the next 24 hours or so. TVV25. It's a full price items only. If you want to get anything from the sale, use the code TVV20 and you'll get 20% off the stuff in the sale that's already discounted. Bit of a strange show in the end, Omar. We ended up talking about 
anything I, and everything. I, I just, but... just, just reminded me, did you see Courtney House on the uh, in Cheltenham? I saw the Villa boys at Cheltenham. Did you see his his outfit? I'm brave, but I like it. I, I like. Yeah, mate, he put. He definitely pulled it off. Do you reckon? I like. Yeah, I like people that try things. I, I enjoyed it's it. Different. I thought Cash looked sharp. It was quite interesting to see the difference. You saw Emmy Martinez just turn like he turned up in his like goalie stuff, like ready, with the, probably had a bag, bag of balls with him, like you know, throw some throw some down. You had uh, Bundia looked like he was a uh, uh, six form. Yeah, he looked like he had scored, didn't he, Brenda? Yeah, yeah. and like Mings he could have been like in between us. Yeah, Mings looked like he was interviewing for a mortgage job. Uh, and then uh, Cashew, Cashew looked good. To be fair, yeah. he was the one. Ashley Young as well, right? I rated Ashley Young suit. So. Yeah, with well. little glass, sun, sunglasses as well. He's been to challenge. Funny me, they've got the picture ready to come up on the screen. I believe. Let's get it up. Let's... Oh, no. He's good, isn't he? He's Brand, good, isn't he? Randalising everything. Again, I can't yeah. really see that that well. I have to zoom in, zoom in a bit. Yeah, but some great drip on show, yeah, as the kids call good. it nowadays. Some lovely drip Please. on show from the Villa Boys at Cheltenham on the day off on Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, lovely. Nice, yeah. Well, nice. let's call it a day. It's been great to catch up with you again, Omar. I think that's probably why we've ended up talking about such random things, because we haven't spoken on the Villa View for a while. But I thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, as always. Don't forget that code. I'm sure we'll be plugging it on social media if John Inslee pulls his finger out. Probably one of the worst social media managers that has ever been. So, John, yeah, do some tweets and some Instagram posts around that. I'm fed up of having to do it myself. We'll be back with a post-match point on some point, probably maybe Sunday or Monday. We'll do the post-match point. I think I'm probably going to go out after the game on Saturday into town. So, yeah, I won't be in any state to do it after the game. Thanks ever so much for tuning in tonight. Thanks to Luke for sponsoring us. And, yeah, up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network.